Welcome back to It's Tech TV Romance, where we talk about Hallmark films from the technical filmmaking side. And the romance and chemistry side. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And tonight we are looking at one that I think a lot of people out there have been looking forward to. Uh, yes. Uh, you say a lot of people. Were you not looking forward to this one? No, I was. I was. So you were included in the I guess, in I guess you could throw me. You could throw me in there. I mean... We have Tyler Hines in the film, so any any time you're going to throw Tyler Hines in the film, you're going to get you're going to get some eyes on it, including mine, <laughs> including mine. <laughs> also, uh, we are talking about if you haven't guessed already, always amore. Yeah, I mean, always amore. I'm I'm surprised they've never used that title before. I like that title. We've got alliteration right there. Mm-hmm. I love alliteration. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm most curious about, Stephanie, is were you amoreed with this film? So, as per our usual calculations, very specific time-honored calculations that we do, is this film one that you would sit down maybe with a big bowl of pasta and watch again? Is this one that, you know, maybe you're washing your pasta dishes and you just have it on the background, and, you know, you kind of look over your shoulder every once in a while? Or is this one, you know, maybe you don't want to watch it. Maybe you don't want to watch it with pasta. Maybe you don't want to watch it at all. How did you How did you feel about this? Uh, well, when we watched it, we did not have pasta. But we should have. <laughs> we, we're recording it at a later time. Right. Uh, and we actually did have pasta tonight. It, it felt fitting. So. It just, I don't know. It's just, you know, one of those things that just fell in place. We didn't plan it. It just happened. Um, so to answer your question, Hamilton, I... You might be surprised. Yeah, I can. I can see the hesitation. I see the the starlight in your eyes. What do you? What do you? What are you thinking here? I I don't want to be that person again. I feel like I've been kind of like wishy washy lately. Of like I'm on the the fence. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to make a decision. Okay, sure. Yeah, please. People are not gonna. People are not gonna like we it. We don't like fence sitters. <laughs> I don't think I would watch this one again. Wow. I know. I'm wow. shooketh myself. <laughs> I actually was looking forward to this Man. one. Uh, you know, obviously we're big Tyler fans and, you know, I like Autumn Reese are fine, but this this movie I just I don't know. I don't know what it was, right. but it wasn't it. For me. Well, I'm looking forward to breaking this down a little bit with you to find out yeah. if we can, maybe we can figure out what it wasn't for you. Cause I think a lot of people liked it. I'm, I'm you know, we did a poll earlier. Yeah. Uh, I think 83% of people that voted gave it a thumbs up. I think only two people gave it a thumbs down. Um, and you were probably one of those people, right? No, I did not <laughs> vote on our own poll, but I would love to know what you thought of it. And if you would want to watch this one again, it's, it's difficult for me because like you, I, I'm on the fence as well. Um, there were things that I did like about this movie mm-hmm. and some things I did not. This movie has one of our favorite DPs, Sean Seifert, who we've had on the podcast. He's he's fantastic. Obviously, Tyler Hines is in it. Um, oh, man. I'm, mm, I, I, would, I would probably maybe perhaps, if it was on the background, I might, I might watch it. Only because, only because... The technical side, I think they did a lot of things well, and I do enjoy the cooking movie. So there's aspects in here that I did like, some things I, I didn't. And it's weird for me because I, I can't 
really pinpoint what it was, but mm-hmm. there's, I think I have an idea. I think there's some things we can talk about to kind of figure it out. Uh, I know that there's going to be a lot of people out there that disagree with us. Sure. It's, it's one of those things where I think some people are going to love it. I know that, I, I don't know. And I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from you guys. Tell me what you, you loved about this film. If this film is up there for you, tell me what it is. But when you look at this film com- compared to others that he has been in and compared to other Hallmark movies in general, this one is just sort of a maybe for me. So let's go ahead and, and dive in. Sure. Well, uh, let's start with the plot summary before we fully dive in. Please, please do start with the plot summary. And I'm going to count how many times you use the word pasta in this plot summary. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, zero. What? Zero. <laughs> um, okay. Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> Elizabeth is trying to keep the legacy of her late husband's Italian restaurant alive. But business isn't going so well. So in comes Ben, mm-hmm. a consultant sent to help shake things up. But Elizabeth isn't so open to change at this point in her life. Working with Ben helps her see a future for the restaurant and opens her heart to love again. Nice. With a big bowl of pasta. With <laughs> a bowl of pasta. Uh, I did say it. Italian, and I did say restaurant. Nice. A few times. Okay. So, Ooh, I put the pasta. I don't. I don't. Did they eat a lot of pasta? In yeah, the yeah. Movie? They, they talked about the pasta. They ate a lot. It was Marco's uh, signature dish. What? What's wrong? I don't know why you're laughing. His name is Marco. Yes. Is that how you pronounce Marco? That's how that. That's how she pronounced it. I think she was the only character in the movie to pronounce it Marco. Uh, yeah, it was it was very prominent, and maybe that is the correct pronunciation. But why didn't his mother? I don't know. The mother, the the people that had very thick Italian accents did not pronounce it that way. But maybe it was like a name that she called on when they were they were still married. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, that was not the reason that I didn't love this movie. But uh, let's talk about our main characters. Sure, please. We have. Autumn Reeser, who we mentioned before, who plays Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And like I said, for me, she's she's fine. She's not, you know, at the top for me of Hallmark actresses, but I like her just fine. I think she, you know, has some movies that I've liked a lot better than yeah. this one. No, I would I think I would agree with that. She's one of those people that's sort of middle of the road for me. Yeah. Uh and of course we have Tyler Hines, who plays Ben. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tyler, Tyler's had some, some different shakeups in his Hallmark movies. And, you know, we absolutely loved An Unexpected Christmas. Yes, we did. Uh, if you have not listened to our podcast to that, you should check it out. Uh, we gush. It's basically not <laughs> gushing. It's so good. We, um, <laughs> we saw a different side of him in, in that movie. We did. And this movie, I have to say, I felt like he did an excellent job in this movie. And I thought there was an, like another like more vulnerable side to him yeah. that I haven't seen before in his Hallmark performances. No, I, would, I would agree with that. And, you know, it's getting harder to sort of uh, critique these ones with him in it because as, you know, his stardom grows... His, his fans, you know, obviously get more and increase. And you really need to pull pull away from the stardom and just look at him as an actor, 
how is he doing? And in my opinion, I would agree with you. I think that he did uh, very well in this piece. I was able to connect with him. I, I got him. I don't think I don't think the issue really was was the acting for me mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, it was more about the the story and and, and characters. You know, I, th- I think the character development we we missed some beats. We missed some beats there. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into the meet cute where everything. Where everything happens? Where everything comes... Together? Alive. alive? Okay. I didn't know where you were going with that, but sure. I didn't know either. Where everything comes alive. Yeah. Um, But I, I will say that, and this is going to be a theme throughout the episode because this is a big reason. I am the quote-unquote romance expert uh, on the on the podcast. You don't have to quote quote that. You are. <laughs> you have credentials. I see your degree in It's in hanging romance. up framed in the bedroom. <laughs> The uh, the romance in this movie was not there for me. Well, it's hard to have romance when they're sad, right? Well, right. You know, this is. I mean, this is a hallmark seem, movie. Is a mystery. They so. didn't seem that sad to me. Yeah. She Elizabeth. It's been like three years since Marco has yeah, died, no, so she's had time to grieve. You know, I think she's. To me, the grief that's happening in this movie is the restaurant yeah. possibly not being in her, their family right. anymore. Um, but the restaurant is is really an extension of Marco. Sure. You know, so it's, I mean, yes, it is a restaurant, but it is also about him. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't think that was the reason that the romance was lacking. Okay. Sure. Was because of them being sad. Um. And it's and it's very strange to me because on paper, I thought these two would have would have been good together. Yeah. Um, but then watching it in the movie, it just I don't know. And I think that was the missing element for me personally, was that I just didn't connect with them romantically together. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about the meat cute, I promise, but <laughs> I, I think we need to get you know, through this, and it, it's characterization, right? Mm-hmm. It's characters. Uh, ben is is too perfect. He has no he has no character flaw at all, really. Like he's he's understanding. There's really no sort of um, tension or conflict between these two characters at all. And you know, he comes in, and he, he you think he's going to shake things up, and they're going to have like a little butting of heads, you know. And we don't have that. No, yeah, he's just like whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very understanding. He's he's so perfect that it just becomes almost unbelievable and and I don't know, I just it was hard for me to believe these characters because of that. Because there was no tension, there was no conflict between the two. And we talk about conflict a lot on this podcast. And and I guess I needed something something more for me to be able to connect to these two and in turn connect them in a romantic way yeah this was movies and mysteries and so i really thought they were gonna go deep yeah and they they actually could have gone there yeah um but and we'll get to it there is some revealing at the end that i really feel like should have been more sprinkled throughout the movie and to me, that maybe would have made the characters feel more. Yeah, I mean, let's. I mean, um, let's just bring it up. We'll, we'll talk about the end, but I mean, we basically find out that you know he lost his fiance, 
And, you know, he hints that he had a fiance that he was engaged. We don't know anything about her. But then at the very end, we find out that, yes, he lost someone too, and it's a reveal. And it came at, a, at an unusual time at the very end. So, yes, I think if we had found out about that earlier, and I, I don't know, it, it might have it might have helped. Yeah, I think you're right. But go ahead. Now, let's get back to that meet cute. I promise we get back to it. <laughs> but I just, I had to get that out of the way is that, for me, these characters weren't believable, and so their romance wasn't believable for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that is maybe where it was lacking the some of some authenticity. Authenticity, I wasn't, yeah. Authentic characters. I, I yeah. wasn't fully getting it. Um so the meat cute I actually thought was a was a cute ish meat cute. Okay. Uh, you know, there's chocolate involved. Yep. They talk about, you know, playing the ukulele. And uh, I, I really did like the line where he's like, I too went through an I ironic ukulele phase. Yeah, that, that was neat. I like it. It yeah. was cute. And I do have to say there were some really good uh, lines throughout. Right. And I think the writing for the most part was was well done. Yeah. Um, and I did because I am we are both fans of Julie Sherman Wolf, who yeah. was the writer of this movie. Um she did Dickens of a Holiday, You, Me, and Which Christmas we loved. Trees. I mean, we love like, Dickens. When we're, yeah. yeah, we love most of her movies. But I think most of those movies are very lighthearted mm. and fun. And this was maybe a different take. This was a little bit more emotional. So I think, I personally think her strong suit is the the funny sort of uh, quippy, witty yeah. things. Yeah, the dialogue, I thought there was some great dialogue here. And yes, it was the quickie, the quick, quick yeah. it was a quick witty And those were my favorite yeah. uh, parts. Uh, but again, this was a more serious movie. So maybe that's why it fell a little flat for me. No, but, but I remember the ukulele. The ukulele, I, that was one of my favorite parts. I did, because I too went through an ironic ukulele. I don't know if it was phase. ironic for you. You were pretty, you were pretty into it. You thought <laughs> you were going to make it. You were going I for did it. not. I did think about like creating a YouTube channel for, See? for a there minute. You go. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think I learned more than one song and okay. I did not learn what a wonderful world. Okay. I learned a few and I learned like notes so I could like kind of play like if I had the notes. Do you like, want to I grab it play. out and we can play no. maybe play a little bit for the, the Not audience? at all. Uh but I I thought it was cute the the scene itself. But this is where I was starting at work because I didn't feel the immediate sparks for them meeting. Yeah. Like it was just, it was nice, but I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. So I was like, oh, well maybe it's coming. And then it just never happened for me. But as far as meet cutes go, I thought it was, I thought it was a nice one. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, let's, let's talk real quick uh, about costuming. And, and part of costuming is, is I think hairstyling. I think that goes hand in hand. Uh, Tyler Hines is known for, you know, being transformed into these characters. Like he has a new hairstyle, beard, no beard. You know, he, he kind of, you know, allows himself to be transformed in these characters. I, I could not get over the hair for him. I was not a fan of this style for him. It just, it did not fit for me. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get into him. Uh, okay, well... You brought it. I guess we're going to talk about We do not usually talk about appearances or whatever. Um, right. But to me, it's it's costuming. It's does this character, does that hairstyle fit this character? That's how I look at it. Um, I don't know that I would say it wouldn't fit the character. It was not my favorite hairstyle. But I do have to say that I did hear 
I have seen or heard read in a few interviews of Tyler that it was his choice. Okay. To for, that hairstyle was his choice. And for this character. Yes. Okay. And he just just wanted to do it. And he did make a comment. I don't know. It it made me laugh. I don't know that he really was like wanting this to be the look, but maybe he saw it after and thought. Um, but he was like, if there ever was like a time for me to, you know, look like Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, this was his opportunity. And I was not thinking of that character I was. at all I was. when I saw the the movie. But then after he said it, I I laughed and I thought it was funny. So, but this did not. I just wanted to confirm this did not have anything to do with costuming or hair and makeup. This was all Tyler's. Wow. Well, th thank you for confirming that because it yes. was a very unusual choice. So, uh, him wanting to do that, he does some risky things. You know, I I applaud him for the risk, but it did not fit the character for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not often you see a man with bangs, but no. you know, but I personally, not my favorite hairstyle. I still think he somehow like still looked, <laughs> he still looked still good. Looked good. No, he still looked, looked good. good. No, he still looked good. And I did enjoy the, the wardrobe in the movie speaking of costuming. Mm -hmm. So no, I mean, that's the great thing about, uh, wardrobe for me, especially in this film, you know, you're, you're not supposed to, to notice it so much, right? In my opinion, wardrobe is supposed to be there. They're supposed to feel authentic. They're supposed to feel real. Everyone seemed to fit the part perfectly to me. Uh, I love the, the shell. I love the chef outfits as well. Um, so yeah, I think costuming overall was, was done well. My favorite, I think in one of my favorite parts, um, was the, uh, the olive oil mafia scene. That was great. That was great. Uh, I mean, the costumes there, it was super cheesy, super ridiculous, uh, but I, I love that part. <laughs> I I didn't. Oh, come on. It did not work for me. It was not believable to me. Oh, it wasn't believable at all, but it was a fun scene. I it See, and to me, that's, I think, maybe where I was disconnected with this movie. They had these, like, weird kind of ridiculous, like, scenes, but then it was, like, this serious... Yeah. movie so it's almost like it didn't know what it wanted to be that part yeah um because that just seemed out of place to me I that appreciate they <laughs> i appreciate the evoo mafia i just was like what in the world this olive oil negotiation like that is some good olive oil i mean it was pretty sketchy <laughs> Yes. If that is really how this man runs business, uh, I mean, they, they were laughing about it, but I was like, this dude is like in the mafia. Like yeah. this is if, not. If I was Ben, I'd be getting out of there. Yeah. I'd be getting out of there real quick. Wouldn't be messing with this dude. Uh, yeah. That'd be my first thing on the note to change in the restaurant. Maybe don't work with the mafia. Yeah. I think that would be a, a, a good note. A good note <laughs> to to help the restaurant. Uh, let's talk technical. You know, I'm no costumes technical, but I want to talk more technical. Uh, specifically lighting. You know, usually the DP and the director work with lighting. Sometimes the DP will have more of a hand in there. I thought lighting overall was done well. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this. There was a scene earlier on where I think uh, Ben is in Hong Kong, I think it is, and he walks outside the restaurant. We've got this beautiful neon light all around him. Yeah, I shot you a look right away it when was I was like... awesome. Neon glow, <laughs> rim light. Ah, oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, one of the things I'll, I'll shout out, though, is the use of is the use of Atmos or atmosphere in this film. Uh, in a lot of the shots, especially in the restaurant, there's almost like this foggy, misty effect going on in the background to make it feel, um, just give it some 
atmosphere, actually. I mean, that's why they call it atmosphere. So they used a lot. I don't know what it was particularly that they did, but there's definitely like some fog mist happening in the background of these shots. And I thought that added a nice little luster, or I thought it added a nice little ambiance to the restaurant. It made it feel a little bit homier and a little bit more, uh, I don't know, alive. I haven't seen it recently in these films. Mm. Did you notice that, the Atmos? Uh, I think I noticed it. I think I know what you're talking about. I definitely, I, I loved the the way it was shot. Like I loved the lighting. Mm. Uh, I am noticing that more yeah, now since yeah, we've been doing the podcast. And then when I saw Sean uh, did this movie, I definitely was like, I could tell. If, yeah. I was definitely getting his feel of of it in the movie. And You're trying to see like the different camera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, great job, uh, Sean, once again. Um, if you're listening, but yeah. And speaking of that scene where they had the cool neon colors, uh, great, great visual. I thought, I thought it was a great introduction to Ben's character. Um, you right away get the feeling of like who this person is. Yeah. The hugging and, uh, when he's like leaving the restaurant and he's like shaking hands and hugging him and you can tell how appreciative they are of his help. Yeah, no, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about when he's outside and he's like on the phone. He's got like his hand in his pocket. Like he just comes across as like, like you said, he seemed perfect, but he does. Like I was like, oh, here we go. We're back to the calm, cool, collected Tyler character. Like he's just, you know, he just kind of like floats into a room and, you know, immediately you're like, this guy. Oh, he's perfect. Knows what he's doing. I mean, the character. He just has this, you know, confidence about him. Um, but I liked that. I mean, I liked that about the character and I think Tyler plays that very well. Oh, he does. He nails it. He nails it. I just, I just wanted a little, a little bit more from that character in terms of just, just conflict or, or pain. And when we get that at the end, yes, we get that we beautifully do. at the end. I wanted that earlier so I could have a chance to connect with him a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's trying to keep that component, you know, he's yeah. a professional, so, I think it makes sense that it doesn't come out more till the end. But yes, I could say I feel like these characters could have been fleshed out a little bit more. Um, the Elizabeth character, and this comes to mind, like we have the scene with Ben and Elizabeth at a, a fountain and yep. they're like, oh, like a wishing fountain. A lot of fountains in these movies. We've People seen love this before. I mean, I just have to say the fountain scene in An Unexpected Christmas was much better, but. Wow. Uh, <laughs> throwing fountain shade on this film. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, the, well, it's be- Elizabeth comes across such, with such bitterness. Like she's really bitter. Bitter. Um, that's interesting. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe, yeah. So I don't know. I had a hard time with her character because she seemed very bitter at the beginning. And I don't know. Like it was, it was just weird. I, I I couldn't really get a good feel for her character, but I did get bitterness there, especially at the fountain when he's like trying to make wishes and she's just like, you can't, you know, wish away the bad things in yeah. life. And it's like, well, that this is not what the wishing fountain is for. You're not <laughs> it, wishing not away a, bad. It's not a real wishing fountain. Elizabeth, it's not okay? a time machine. It doesn't work. It's not. <laughs> you're wishing for good things. Um, So I don't know. It just... A lot of the the moments that I think were supposed to be more like romantic, and maybe that's what it was. Like she was having to like fight through yeah, the bitterness the and, and everything. Yeah. Um, and 
to me, it just it didn't make for a very good romantic movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, which maybe wasn't, you know, fully where they were going. Maybe they're trying new things and they were like, you know what? We want just to have less romance in, <laughs> in these movies. Yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, just real quick. I, I did want to point out. I forgot to say this earlier uh, about lighting. Lighting a kitchen is very, very difficult. Uh, we've seen this in a lot of, of food films. It's often underlit or it's overlit sometimes. It doesn't look realistic. I thought they did an amazing job on lighting this kitchen. So bravo to to the team that did that. Um, I, I thought it looked wonderful. Um, I also uh, I also loved sort of the color palette they used in this film. Mm-hmm. It was a little desaturated. You know, it was, it was a little moody. I thought it fit the the tone and the vibe of the film perfectly. You know, we had a lot of outdoor shots with the rainy and misty, gorgeous, gorgeous shots. So. Overall, it just it, technically speaking, I think this film did a lot of things right for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I liked the the look of the film uh, as well, and that was definitely not anything that deterred me from liking the movie. Um, I do say, and there there are little like details in here that I that I enjoyed, um, that I you know will point out that there were some things that I liked, and I liked. Again, some of the lines, like I said, uh, and there was uh, like little little details with, I guess, in the romance side of things where there's this part where Tyler says that he's never felt this way and or he hasn't felt this way in a long time. And I think this is where they're all like eating food together and... Uh, and then he like it's like he he's looking at Elizabeth, but then he's like the food, like this yeah. food, like he's yeah. kind of like kind of like I, you know, the food, the food. It, that's what I'm talking about. The whole the whole Monday table dinner scene, fantastic. That to me is the movie right there. I, I loved everything about that. Yeah, that scene to me felt the most authentic. Yes, hundred uh, percent. With all of them together. Um, it did feel like they were just having a good time, yeah. eating, laughing. And, and I think, uh, you know, I think Elizabeth had her walls down. You know, that's when she let her walls down. There was no bitterness. It was just yeah. her allowing herself to enjoy this moment along with Ben. Yeah, I definitely could see the the journey that she takes in the movie mm-hmm. uh, as well as Ben. Um, and I wanted to feel it so bad. Like I wanted to feel that, you know, when he, when she opens the door, when he shows up there and he's like, says, wow, like yeah, under his wow, breath, wow. like, oh, man, beautifully done. Uh, so yeah, there were, there were little details like that, that I enjoyed, but as a whole, the chemistry just felt a bit forced to me, yeah. um, which was frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do have to mention one funny part though, <laughs> which I really liked. We already and- talked about it. it was the mafia one. No. We talked about that. No, uh, it's where they're coming back from coffee or something, and he, you know, how they write the names yeah. on the coffee oh, cups. Cuppy. And she asked what the name of for the cup was, and he said Cuppy. That was good. I like. And that I, in my mind, I was like, I bet you that was an ad libbed line, but I actually saw the Julie Sherman Wolf posted um, that she. That was her. That she apparently really? I didn't read the full thing, but I saw that she said there was a uh, there was a joke that I've been trying to put in my movies nice. for a really long time and she oh, good like, on her. had a cuppy. So that one got me and I really I thought that was super cute. Yeah, for sure. Um let's talk about the food industry because I, I you know, I read in another interview I, I think that Tyler Hines or 
was it with Giada? I, I read another interview about this film. I can't remember which one it was. Um, that this was supposed to be a celebration of the food industry. You know, the food industry is taking a hit uh, with the COVID pandemic. Obviously, a lot of great restaurants have been closing down, and running restaurants are a real struggle. And they kind of wanted to, to shine a light on that mm -hmm. in the food industry in and of itself, uh, which I think is incredible. I, I love that idea. You know, I worked in the food industry for a few years, and anytime I see a movie like this, I, I get excited about it because I miss that life. That life is is chaotic and hard and awful, but it's beautiful. It's it's this wonderful beautiful ballet in the kitchen when you're cooking in the kitchen with a team and you're working with the the front of the house and the back of the house it's just incredible uh i i really wish i think they did a pretty good job of that i just really wish we got to know more of the people that worked in the restaurant i mean we had antonio his name was antonio right we had antonio and and we had we had nona and that was kind of it i wanted to know more about who was working? Who was cooking? You know, I wanted to see maybe Antonio's sous chef. You know, I wanted to see the hostess and, and the wait staff. Like, I wanted more of that celebration because, to me, that's really the, the beating heart of the restaurant. And I, I wish they would have gone a little bit further with it. It was, it was a good attempt. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they shined a light on it. But I wanted, I wanted them to push the envelope a little bit more towards that. Yeah, I mean, that would be an actually uh, interesting idea for a movie, which I don't know if they've done it quite, but it would be like all just about the like staff yeah. of, a, of a restaurant or something. They did, they, they, they did a comedy. It's, um, it's called Waiting, I think. Well, I meant a Hallmark movie. Oh. Well, they, they haven't done a Hallmark movie, but there <laughs> I has think Waiting been, is a little yeah. different. <laughs> I mean, like a heartfelt. Yeah, a heartfelt, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of... It, it was confusing to me that we didn't see more of the people in the kitchen. <laughs> it was only like Anto Antonio's running the show. Obviously, he's doing great. He's doing but great. But he seems like he's doing it all by himself. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, but perhaps on Antonio, I thought he was a great character. Um, he was. And one of the, the lines, and I'm glad they added this in because uh, for those of you that don't know, generally speaking, the restaurant industry, the, the people that cook your food, they're an eccentric group of people. Um, we call ourselves like a pirate ship, basically. Uh, so you had people from all walks of life coming in. Uh, if you haven't read Anthony Bourdain's you know, great book, Kitchen Confidential, I highly, highly recommend you read that if you're ever curious about how your food is made and who cooks your food. Um, but I, they, they had a line here, and Antonio says, before I met Marco, I was in a really bad place. You know, I, was, I was really struggling. And that, that goes to what the food industry does, where the food industry rescues a lot of people. You know, people that struggle with, with drug abuse, with alcoholism. The food industry takes everyone and gives them purpose and strength. And the fact that Antonio had that line, I think, indicates that. And I'm so glad they added that line in there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm done preaching now. I'll get off my, I'll get off my soapbox. I'll get no, off my, my restaurant. This guy soapbox. can talk about the food industry and cooking and restaurants all day long. Um, but it is fascinating. Like there was a lot of things that I didn't, you know, know that you told me, but you know, speaking of Antonio, I don't know if you caught this, but hear me out. Yeah, go. I think Antonio and Elizabeth had more chemistry in this movie than she did with Ben. Like Antonio was like giving her looks in my mind. I was like, does he have feelings for her? Obviously he would never go there right. because, you know you know marco marco but that just seemed i don't know that I, was interesting to me i didn't that... pick up on that i'm no romance expert <laughs> but I, I did not pick up on that uh, i like some of their scenes together you know where they're they're talking about the uh the menu and stuff but no i, I didn't pick it up on that maybe yeah. when, when they were cooking towards the end 
maybe yeah i feel like they obviously they have a special bond you know but oh the can we talk about the baking i just meant cooking can sure. we talk about the baking uh so a little it's a little unbelievable to me that you know this is a hobby she hasn't done it in a few years apparently and she's just incredible at it no one knows it's just, the whole baking storyline just seemed a little ridiculous to me no is that just me is that just me that she's and she's like oh we don't who are we gonna get to to bake for this contest <laughs> yeah. who do we know that can bake for this contest yeah it is kind of strange that if she is that amazing of a baker that she's never baked for anyone before, like anyone or in this family. You or the restaurant. You own a restaurant. Like, but like that, none, like her closest friend <sighs> and Nona, like I don't know how long her and Marco were together, but she never baked during that time that they would have tasted her bakes. Marco and been like, oh would have been goodness. like, we should have your, your cake on the menu. Marco totally would have done that. That's why it's so unbelievable to me because Marco knows or Marco knew how good of a baker she was or is. Uh, that's not making any sense. Marco knew how good of a baker she is, so he would have totally had her her cakes on the menu. Like it's just kind of silly. Yeah, I, you know. But what are you gonna do? And then they didn't win the competition, which I liked. I liked that. I liked it. It was cool. But I was just like, it's weird that what? she can. It's weird they're doing this crazy baker storyline and they don't win it. I think that's weird. But as a story beat, I like the fact that they don't win it. Yes. As a as yes, in that way, it is unexpected because yeah. you assume obviously, obviously they're going to win. win. Um, but but she, then it was just weird that they get all of this exposure because they didn't win, and people just like loved their food. Well, no, because they tried the food, right? So they were handing yeah. out samples during it, and yeah, that, I get that it. famous person who I don't know if she's really famous or not. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They're making a big people. deal, and then it made me think: Am I getting old? Do I just not know this person? Uh, she you know she loved the food too. She thought they should have won. So, yeah, it was it was kind of weird, but I liked it. I did like they didn't win. The trophy though was super tiny. I don't know if you saw the trophy that the winning team got. It was about the size of like a Starbucks coffee cup, one of the one of the tall ones, not the not the large. Well, I don't think it was the trophy that mattered, but um... I guess not. <laughs> it matters to me. I want that trophy. I want a big trophy for winning something like this. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the little conflict there was in this film. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that's sigh. And it's one of those things that happens, and guys, you know I hate this. You know I hate when someone overhears something, misunderstands something, and then runs off into the night, and we, we get that. And it, I thought we had moved away from this. It hasn't been happening often. I thought we had taken a step back and, you know, we'd moved away, but apparently not. And I have to say, this is one of the worst ones we've I've no, feel no, no, that no, no. I've seen. It is not it, the worst. Well, one. this to me did not make any sense. Well, at it doesn't make any sense. All. But it's not the worst one. And the like, it doesn't make any sense that he would have just left. Yeah. Like they, he literally had a job to do. Yes. Like you, even if you weren't going to be romantic with her, you still had to like say, okay, my job is done here. It was wonderful working with you guys. Like he leaves now during dinner I rush. He go. leaves during dinner rush. For goodness' sake. like he doesn't say anything. He just leaves, which to me is very unprofessional, Ben. Right, and he's been perfect. Like we've we've talked about what a perfect character he is, completely out of character for his character. Exactly, and I get that he was doing this at the end, like pro right. bono, but, but still, still, uh, you know. It just did not make sense no. that he would just walk out because of, you know, hearing her say like, oh, his job is done. You know, we don't need him, which isn't really what she said, but 
I guess that's how he took it. But why would she be speaking romantically to the bank lady? Like, and it didn't... how could he hear that? Does he have bat hearing? No. Like, how does he hear that <laughs> he conversation? Was, he was pretty far away. He was far away. The dinner chatter, like he, come on. But this man is daredevil. I just felt like, yeah, it did seem very unlike his character to get that bothered by it. I mean, cool, calm, collected Ben, he would have had a conversation with Elizabeth about it. So yeah, I heard you say this. Like, I don't know if I've overstepped. Like, there should have been something. There was not. Yeah, I think I just was like laughing at that part because I just couldn't believe. I was like, "Are they're, you? They're not. They're not serious. doing this. Like, they're, I, they're, I saw them go. The, the yeah. camera starts, you know, tilting over towards Ben. I'm like, uh oh, no, they're not. I doing thought it. they would have at least like maybe had it out then. Like he would have been like, oh well, I have to go, and then she would have been like, oh, why are you rushing yeah. off? And then maybe yeah. a conversation. But then he leaves without even saying anything. Banana. To her. Nona sees him off, and that's a really touching scene. Even though that why he's leaving is ridiculous. I did like that scene between the two. She's a great character. Yes. And so, you know, I knew or I had a feeling that the, the ukulele was going to come back around. We thought we were going to get a Tyler Hines ukulele scene. To me, if they would have done that, this would have definitely been a rewatch <laughs> for me. If Tyler would have like oh, showed yeah. up with his ukulele okay. playing What a Wonderful World. Yeah. That would have, to me, redeemed the movie for me. Okay, sure. Not for me, but okay. <laughs> Not for me, but okay. Well, I don't know if it would have redeemed the whole movie, but it definitely would have been entertaining enough that I would want to see that again. Scene. I mean, we have her running off into the night. She goes to the docks. <laughs> uh, we think he's going to be like right behind her. He's not, which was weird too. So we have like a weird kind of beat right there. Then she's back to the fountain. Uh, ukulele player is playing and he you know, comes up. He requests a song. And and this is, this is where it gets odd to me is that we have the conversation. And, you know, I, I just want to say that, you know, I think, Tyler Hines nailed this performance and nailed this piece here. I just wanted it earlier in the film. It just felt very unusual to have him kind of opening up here instead of earlier. Um, I, I don't know. It just didn't work for me, but beautifully acted. And, and yeah, he just talks about how his fiance died. And so he knows what she's going through and just a really touching moment, but just at the wrong time in the film for me. Same. The when he admits that, I like I just I was just very confused. I like, thought it was I, a joke. I was like, oh, I bet if you his fiance died. And he says that I'm like, you're kidding me. I was like, this is a lot to unpack, and there's like two minutes left of the movie. Not even. Not, Not even. even. Like, I'm gonna tell you my fiance was dead or is dead, and now we're gonna kiss. Like it did not need to yeah. go right there. He definitely needed to have this conversation earlier in the film. Yep. I totally agree. Again, it does not take away from this scene. Like you mentioned, I think Tyler did an incredible yep. job right here. I think this is uh, a type of emotion that we really haven't seen him tap into before in other Hallmark movies. And so like, I really felt his emotion in this scene and I thought he did a beautiful job, but I definitely think it was way too much to put right at the very end yeah. of the movie and then expect me to be like all now into kiss. a kiss. Yeah. I mean, we don't have time to process this. No, you know? it so was very audience. emotional and seemed like a lot for this, this, the ending. Cause we know, we know it's so weird because we know the kiss is coming, right? We know we're going to have that kiss at the end. And so to have this right there, it's like now they're, it's it's so so odd. Yeah, now you're like, oh my gosh! Like his wife, his uh, his fiance was dead, yeah. and then and then they're just kissing. Yeah. So, I mean, I know there were a few more words after that, but 
here we have the kiss, which I have to to rate. Get that campfire ready. Campfire <laughs> kiss. And I think maybe if, if the conversation had not been so heavy at the end, I maybe could have felt a little bit more. But this rating, and it pains me to say, it, it was just kindling Ooh, for me. Man, not even sparks. So I will say it started this. I started <laughs> feeling a little spark at the very end of the kiss. Right, there sure. is a pull away. Yeah. And there's like, you know. Saliva on the lips? Not saliva, but there could have been saliva, like that kind of kiss. <laughs> I know this sounds gross, but I'm, I mean, I dissect. She, she's like inches away from the TV, <laughs> making sure she's I've looking got, at everything. I've got my magnifying glass, <laughs> my binoculars. Um, no, I did not see the saliva, but there was like a the, the lip kind of like pulling yeah. away. Like it was nice at the very end of the kiss. Sure. I still think I was just so processing what had just, you know, yeah. he had just unpacked there for her in that conversation. Um, so it's just kindling for me. I think it had potential for sparks. Um, maybe if I rewatched it more, I could feel something, yeah. but I mm. think we've established I'm, I'm not going to rewatch this one just because the romance wasn't there for me. Um, well, when I, you know, kind of half watch it, I'll, I'll call you in for the kiss. You can, <laughs> maybe I'll come yeah. take a peek with my, with my binoculars. With your binoculars. So yeah, all in all, this movie, it was okay. Uh, yep. It's not going to get a rewatch from me, but there were good parts about it that we, you know, highlighted in yeah, this technically, episode. Technically speaking, this movie did did some great stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, and as we know, Ham will watch a movie again for the technical side. I will, I will not. You will not. <laughs> And it's a shame because, I mean, because I always hate when we don't really connect with, with the film that we think we are. You know, it has all the right the right pieces there, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you know, things are missing. So, yeah, in theory, this movie w- should have been what I yeah. would have loved, like a movie that I would have loved. And I feel but... like we're going to get like hate mail. Is that a thing? Are we going to get hate mail? No, I don't think our listeners are, are mean hearted. We'll see. We'll see, won't we? No, but honestly, guys, if if you Wait, are one we, of the- we pretty much dogged Roadhouse Romance, and we didn't get- They're true. We didn't yeah. really get hate mail, That's a good so. Point. Uh, if you are one of those people, though, that do love this film, reach out to us. Let us know why. You know, maybe we're not seeing something. Uh, maybe you saw something that we didn't that- I, I just want to understand the people that, that really love this film. Reach out to me. Let's have a conversation. And as always, thank you for listening to us. Whether you agree or not, uh, we do appreciate the listens and the support. And if you are not following us on socials, uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a rating and review if you would be so kind. It really does help us out. It helps us to grow our audience. Yes. Like spring, like the spring (laughs) flowers that are blooming outside. Um, but, uh, I think we're going to do just one kiss next. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Yes. Thanks.